Hey, so welcome to episode two of the Trying Scotsman podcast. Um, I know this is my fourth upload, but the Linehan one was uh, episode 1.5, so I'm keeping it that way, so fuck you. Um, so yeah, episode two. Um, I did record uh, previously about this, and it kind of became a bit of a convoluted rant. I think I went round in circles, and I'm, I don't think I... I kind of uh, got my point across because um, I just fucking waffled as I do. Um, and there's no excuse for that because I'm in control. It's a podcast. There's nothing else kicking off. There's no one in chat throwing me off with stuff. So this should be easier to discuss fairly serious things um, or things I'm passionate about. Uh, so I'm going to start again. So basically, um, the, the first part of this is the, the premise of content creation and the, uh, the stigma that lies around it. Um, you know, like the typical, that's not a real job. Um, and, you know, oh, so you just sat there playing games and all that bullshit. So what kicked it off was um, my partner, Heather, she put a, a tweet out. She'd, um, she'd put her thoughts down in a notepad and then posted it on uh, Twitter. Um, and it kind of nails it, really. Um, so I'll read it out. I'm not a dramatic reader. I'm not a brilliant uh, sort of. I, I I don't read books on Audible, so you know, I'm probably gonna stumble over this because my brain can't keep up. Um, so our post is basically. Um, well, I'll read it verbatim. So why is it folk are only supportive of a small business if it's something they deem suitable, something traditional? If Susan from Accountant started baking cakes, you'd order some. If Bob from college set up a new bike repair shop, you'd take your bike there or share his social, yeah, his social media posts. See, it's happening already. Um, that part isn't in the thing. Um, if Sarah and Jeff bought a hotel and began trying to make a success of it, you'd book a cheeky weekend away there or tell your mates about it. You'd have every sympathy for their hard work, their long hours, their lack of profit in the early days. You'd wish them every success and hope the massive effort it takes would pay off, wouldn't you? So why is it different when it's a business you've decided doesn't suit your ideal? Content creation, entertainment, even sex work. It is work, and it's hard. So if someone you know is trying their best to be successful in their chosen field, try bloody supporting them and their family unit, whether you get it or not. So this, this is the theme, right? Um, and this touches back like a lot of people I know in the real life in the real life <laughs> in the real world um, they don't get it you know they they know I love video games so they just assume I'm sat there playing games and uh, that's it uh, for like eight to ten hours or longer sometimes as I do um, they don't realize that there is a money-making aspect to that um, and again, in regards to money, I don't expect money. Um, I don't do it for that. I would love it to be um, the, the financial uh, mainline for me in that it be my job. But I don't want the, uh, the fun to be drained from that. And I've always said when, when I'm not having fun streaming, I'm, I'm not having fun. End of. Um, and so I, I take a break from it. I, you know, obviously people that um run a, a business normally like if you're a painter and decorator for example it doesn't matter if you can't be arsed with that drive to whatever it is it doesn't matter if you're gonna be coming home late it's paying the bills you need to do it uh whereas this at the moment it's not paying my bills like i've always said the money from twitch in any capacity whether it be the subscriptions uh, the stream loots, the Dixper revenue, donations on coffee or Patreon or uh, through uh, other donation links like to PayPal and stuff. Um, that goes back into Twitch and, and I make no bones about that. It, again, it's a business. That's how you run a business normally, especially when you're starting out whatever money you have you put back into the business so you can grow so you can improve and that's what I've done you know I, I went from streaming directly off my PS4 uh, no overlays no fancy shit and then as soon as I had enough money from streaming to buy a PC that I could stream from I did it now that might have been a mistake because this PC is a bit of a potato so it does mean that I'm limited because I can't play a lot of the games I would love to play that are only on Steam or whatever um, 
so I am limited there, but I've been very fortunate. And this is something I don't think people fully grasp. And, they, and just because they don't understand it doesn't mean it's wrong. And that's something, and I, I want to try and not swear too much in this, if at all, because I think it's important, especially for people that you know, if you're in a similar position and you've got people in your life, whether it be close friends and family or whatever, maybe share it and, and perhaps this will give them some sort of insight. Um, so for a long time, like I've been streaming on Twitch since the 3rd of November 2019, so just before COVID kicked off. Um, and I asked for support once I realized, because I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea about the affiliate scheme and stuff like that. So I, I, I was like, I'm playing games. I'll just chuck it on. I might as well. And if people come in and talk to me, people come in and talk to me. Now, I was under the illusion, and I soon learned otherwise. People come for gameplay. And some people do. Some people come in, they see you playing trash, and they leave. Um, they're not the people I care about. They're not the people I want. The people I want are the ones that, regardless of what I'm going to be playing, will stop in, whether it be for five minutes or the whole stream. And and some of you guys do that. You know, if any of my community are listening to this, some of you, and it doesn't, I don't, it doesn't go unseen. I don't not appreciate that. Like the lurks and everything like that. And for those that don't know, lurks are just basically where people have you on, but they're not um, fully active. So like they're maybe working, they're doing housework, um... You know, quite often, like when I've got my kids, I'll have a stream up on my phone um, and I'll be busy playing games or, you know, whatever with them, like going for a walk and stuff. Uh, if the if the weather's nice, go to a park and, and whatnot. Um, so lurks are just basically people that are there. And this is the thing, right? None, like very few of my friends have stopped in my stream, which is bizarre because most of them are into gaming in some capacity. Um, but they don't like watching people play games. But again, I, I think that's a barrier that needs to be taken down. You're not there to watch the game necessarily. If if you are, then fair enough. Um, you're there for the person. You're there for your friend. You're there to. Um, you might not have seen them. Like I haven't spoken to my family in months, and and yeah, it's a two way street. I could reach out to them, but we've never really had that relationship. But in all the time I've been streaming, not once have they come into my stream. They don't even need to speak. They don't even need to log in. You don't need an account. You could just pull up the stream and then maybe message later and say, oh, I caught you for five minutes. I liked what I saw. Good luck. Something like that. Words of encouragement. Never had any of that. And I'm one of those people that um, I don't look for it. I don't ask for it. I don't beg. I did at the start say to my family look if if you've got amazon um if you've got amazon prime you get a free subscription each month and um you can use that you don't have to pay any extra you can use that and it supports me at no extra cost to yourself um and that just they, they didn't bother um and that's fine but it, it's just there's not even an attempt and that's the frustrating thing like i said i haven't spoken to i haven't seen them in years now because they're all the way back in Scotland. Of course, I'm down here in Wales. If surely at some point, like I know I would, if if the shoe was on the other foot and I had a, a friend or relative I haven't seen for a long time, like, oh, I wonder how they're doing. And I know because my Facebook updates, like I post my going lives on Twitter. I post my going lives on Insta, which then automatically uh, posts on Facebook. People know where I am. People know that I'm on. Um, I post clips regularly. Um, they go on a Snapchat. I've got some of my family on Snapchat, and nothing. Not even a, oh, that was really funny. I enjoyed that, or oh, you looked like a complete tit. Nothing. Um, and that is really frustrating. Now, if you take that to a much larger level, there's a lot of people out there that just think that content creation, whatever it is. Now, put it this way. These people, for the most part, will watch religiously their soaps, like EastEnders, Corey, stuff like that, every night. Um, they'll watch things like Gordon Ramsay and whatnot. That's content. That's entertainment. Same as what I do. It's just slightly different. Um, but why is it that you'll watch someone bake a cake 
in a competition where there's no interaction, or maybe the only way to interact is by uh, sending a text to vote or call in or something like that, when with me and people like me, you can come in and you can actually talk in real time and there's a bit more of a meaning, uh, meaningful relationship there, I think. Like, I always try to make a point of remembering things people say. Otherwise, what's the point of asking people how their weekend was or um, how they're doing? Like, a lot of people... I'm, my memory is bad, but I generally am pretty good at remembering so-and-so had this going on in life and whether or not I need to mention that. Uh, well, maybe need's not the right word, but is the vibe in chat suitable for me to ask how did such and such go? Or is it something that's maybe best kept more private, like, um, you know, people in the know in Discord or like a DM or something like that? But I try to make a point of remembering you were um, having a road trip to go and see family. Uh, how did that go? You were at a wedding. How did that go? Did you get drunk? Blah, blah, blah. I try to remember people's pronouns. I try to remember... Um, whether people do drink or not, because obviously there is that thing where, um, you know, some people have been off drink for whatever reasons. Um, and I try to be, I try to keep that in mind where I, I can. I might drop the ball every now and again, but there's no malice meant behind it. it it's just me being human. Um, that's more meaningful than you tuning into a show that nothing, you watching it makes no odds, really, you know? Um, these are people that you don't know in real life. These are people that you'll probably never meet. And if you do, it's just that sort of transactional, hey, how you doing? Maybe get an autograph and away you go. Stuff like that. Um, I use the example of this morning, like Phil and Holly and whoever else, anyone that does like daytime talk shows and stuff. Yes, you can interact with them regarding the topic that they're discussing by doing a phone in and stuff. You get a brief moment with them and then you've got to go. Mainly because it's a bloody 09 number that costs you money to ring per minute. Um, again, you've already got internet. You've already got a mobile phone. Um, you've already got a laptop or a tablet or some kind of device. You don't need to pay any extra in order to come and see someone like me and talk to me. Um, the only thing, obviously, like I said, you can watch me at no cost. You don't need to do anything. You just load up the URL and boom, done. If you want to talk to me, yeah, you would need an account because you can't just not have, you can't just chat anonymously kind of thing. Um, but... The, the content creation side, everybody creates content. It's just they're all different. Nigella, she does a cookery program. That's content. What she makes is content. You getting the recipe is content. Sex work is content. That wouldn't exist if people didn't want it. Just like this. Like, entertainment has evolved, you know. There was a time when TV did not exist, so people had to find other ways of being entertained, whether it be through like radio plays or radio programs, um, reading the newspaper, actually sitting down and talking to your family and doing game nights and stuff like that. TV comes along, you start watching shows, you get into things. TV then is kind of pushed to the side because most people I know, if they do watch TV, they record it to their set-top box because they don't want the adverts. It's a very much on-demand kind of thing, which then paved the way for things like Netflix, Amazon Prime. Um, but again, the one thing all of these lack is interaction. You're sat there just watching. You might shout at the TV, but again, that makes no odds. You can come into my stream and shout at me, and it will make a difference because it'll put me off. It'll, it'll make you laugh because um, you've said something that caught me off guard I then mess up in the game because obviously you distracted me and th there's like a two-way kind of flow of stuff happening. You can't, and, and things like Dixburn and Streamloots, you have a direct impact. Like my subscribers on Twitch, you get free Dixburn crates every month that you're subscribed. You can make stuff happen to my screen. You can make sound effects. You can change my voice. So again, th there's even more interaction there. So how is it that something like that is somehow lazy or wrong? Bear in mind, I work full time. I do 
uh, forty-hour weeks, uh, which is why there's such a gap between my streams. It's not like I'm doing this all the time. Weekends I very rarely stream. Like this Saturday, Heather and I are doing a, a co-stream, um, which you know is something we don't do as much as we would like, but it is something we've done before. Um, but that's the 9th of April for anyone that would like to stop by. Um, but why is it that somehow there's like this dark cloud over it and I cannot understand it? Why is it okay for you to just digest the same trash over and over again? Like, most of my streams are very different. Like, obviously, it depends on the mood of everybody else. Um, usually I'm fairly reliable in terms of um you know what you're gonna get with me um there might be some days i'm a bit off and stuff but again that's where other people couldn't um not intentionally but just people's presence can pick me up like if i see someone i haven't seen for a long time i get excited because i want to know what's been going on like you know, when I say, oh, it's been a long time, how are you doing? It's not saying, where the hell have you been? Why have you not been here for a while? People have lives, and I, I get that, and I totally understand that, and I don't expect everybody to make every single time I stream. But when they do, and when, when they've not been around for a while, but for some reason they're compelled to come back, whether they're having a bad day, um, whether it's just they've got a free moment, like they've got a day off, whereas... Because I used to stream in the evenings. I used to stream straight after work a lot. Uh, so I'd do a 12-hour shift and then I'd stream. So I'm tired. So I probably wasn't on my best. Um, I used to stream a lot more. At the moment, it works out that I work. Uh, I stream about 10 days a month around my work shifts. Um, so I try... That's the reason why the streams are long. Because I'm kind of making up for the lost time. But also, it's it's my only time I really game. You know, I, I don't really game that much off stream. Because in the evenings, Heather and I are sat down having food, watching stuff, and obviously sleeping. Um, the weekends we normally have to ourselves, or every other weekend when I'm off, um, I'm normally doing something with my kids. The, you know, it, the, the routine, the structure is not ideal. But you can't tell me what we do is easy because if if you do you are so far off base you haven't taken the time to try to understand it now i could say that about a banker you're just sat there all day doing transactions taking people's money doing this i know it's more complicated than that there's a lot more stuff that goes on that we do not know like the admin sides also the training you've got to do in the event of a robbery and stuff like that i will never unless i'm just being a bit facetious and joking I will never put someone's uh, job down because these jobs exist for a reason. Just the same as Twitch wouldn't exist if there was no demand for it. And this is the thing people don't seem to understand. Things don't just happen overnight. Like, obviously, when this all started out as Justin.tv, I had no clue about that. I never knew. I, even Twitch, to begin with, I never really got it. And like I said, I never watched any streams before I started streaming. I had no interest in it whatsoever because my understanding of it was wrong. I thought it's watching people play games. And my thing was like, well, why why watch people play games when you can play them yourself? But there's so much more to it. There's the interaction. There's you feeling valued when somebody that you're watching is taking an interest in you and do what I do and maybe even better. Um where they remember the things and they ask you and you know they've paid attention like i've been in streams where there's been like one person and they're ignored and then i've been in others where there's hundreds of people loads talking all at once and that streamer and this is what i aspire to do i do miss sometimes and i kick myself when i see in my vods and stuff someone said something i'm like oh no i didn't i, I missed that um in in all the chaos um but these people do such an amazing job at keeping up with what's happening. C can you imagine, like, if, if you took that and, and instead of it being text-based, these are all voices. Like, think Bruce Almighty uh, when he first takes over the role as God and he's got all these prayers and stuff coming in at him. Like that, it's just overwhelming. Imagine all those voices at once and you're able to hear and acknowledge every single one. 
that is what this is like. That's not easy. Not at all. Especially when you're busy doing something else. But it's not just gaming. There's people. There's so many creative people that do stuff like this. And we're not just talking Twitch. We're talking YouTube as well. Um, they're making things. Art, cosplay. Um, you know, you've got people that are uh, just just doing everyday stuff around their house while they are streaming. And they've got people watching and you're interacting with them, cooking. Like, imagine, so again, those that watch Gordon Ramsay, imagine if you were able to talk to him while he's doing all this other stuff. That would be amazing, right? Like, how can it not be? So that's exactly what this is. This is watching someone do something they're passionate about, something they really, really enjoy, but you get to share that experience. But at the same time, you get some sort of enrichment from that. Um, you know, like lately I've had several new people that have found me. I don't know how, but they've, they've stumbled upon me, whether it be through, um, shout outs in other people's streams, um, just word of mouth where somehow folk have heard about me. Like, uh, one thing I, I did have uh, a short while ago was someone I used to work with had, been speaking to a friend who was talking about Twitch and then my name came up and then that person comes and checks me out and then subscribes to me, which was just insane. They just met me. They had no idea about anything, but obviously they enjoyed the vibe. Um, it's stuff like that. That's fulfilling for me, but I'd like to think that it's fulfilling for all these people because why would they do it otherwise? You, like, you don't watch something not wanting to. And if you do, then something's gone wrong in your life. Um... You watch things that are going to give you something. Why do you watch EastEnders every week? Why do you do what you do? You do it because there is some sort of uh, reason, a rhyme to that. And, and that's what content creation is. It's just a different flavor of the same thing. It's just a different medium that allows you different abilities. And there's no shame in that. And I think if, if you are of the mindset, if you have a similar mindset to what I had when I first started Twitch, because I had no interest in watching other people, because I thought, well, it's, it's not what I want. But I've come to learn that by watching other people, they've come to know me. And of course, then it's kind of like a shared thing. It's not support for support. <laughs> that might be a, a separate episode where we'll talk about that. But it, it it's like when you, say you go out and you bump into people that your friends know and they introduce you and then it turns out that so-and-so has a similar interest to you. You hit it off, you start talking. That's a friend that you've just made. And this is exactly the same. Um, it's not about sitting there just watching them non-stop playing a game. Because sometimes we'll pause. Like lately I've been doing just chatting for the first hour or so of my streams. Doing word games like Wordle, Swerdle, Ludle, a crossword. Um, that gets people engaged. Um, that might be their filler while they're having their morning coffee before they start their day. They might not be around for the next part of the stream. But they've they've had something to just kind of kickstart their day. They've had a few laughs. They They've had a positive way to begin and that's another thing mental health you know i i stream a lot because it helps my mental health and, and i know that sounds backwards because most people that know me proper know that i suffer really bad anxiety i do suffer from depression and lately i've discovered that i have adhd um these are all things that on paper you think well how the hell does that work that makes no sense at all why would you do that but like i've said before I can't see all of you looking at me. Like now, I'm doing a podcast. This is this is oral. Mm. Um, I can't see you while you're listening to this. I can't see if you're rolling your eyes or like, oh, turn this crap off. This is nonsense. Um, I can just crack on. And that's the beauty of it. And that's how it helps. Because ignorance, to a degree, is bliss. Um Obviously, there might be times where I'm streaming and I could have, I don't know, let's say 50 people. And then I say something and suddenly my numbers drop to like 10. 
Now, was it because I said what I said, or was it because something else happened? Did Twitch glitch out? Did their internet go off? Are they all within the same sort of area where there's been some kind of issue? Did they just have to go? Um, there's so many, but I don't, I don't focus on that. I used to, and it used to really bug me. But now I'm just like people, people drop in and out. You know, they might. Some of them might have gone because their favorite streamer is now live, and I was just filling the gap. Just kind of like when you're watching a TV program. Um, or, you know, this is maybe going back in the day, showing my age here. Whatever you're watching, like a movie or something, that cuts to adverts. And rather than sitting through the adverts, you either get up and go and do something else or you channel surf and then you flick back for when you think it should be back on. And that's the same. Like, people will flick in and out of the streams and that that's fine. I mean, I've done that. Um... But this is the thing, it's no different to any other form of entertainment, really. Um, like I said, it's it's an evolution of it. Um, and, and I think it's a deeply rewarding one if you give it the time. But this is the thing nowadays, and I think it's, um, it's quite symptomatic of quite a lot in life. We make our minds up before giving things a chance. You know? Um, NFTs, for example, that's quite... Um, a deep thing and I, I might do uh, an episode on that I, I don't fully understand it myself I know a lot of people don't understand NFTs most people hear those letters and they're gone they block it on Twitter <laughs> they, they mute the word um, I did listen to a Kevin Smith podcast where NFTs were mentioned and the framing of it on that was sensible and and it made a lot of sense and it sounded like an exciting thing to be a part of the trouble is, I just don't think we're there yet, but there's a lot of education that is required around that. Now, don't cancel me because I'm talking positively of NFTs, because the majority of stuff you see out there, it is a con. It is just this buzzword that everyone's jumping on the back of, and, um, you know, it, it, it's like cryptocurrency, how everyone flocked to that because it was this new and exciting thing that nobody really understood, and... It, it works for some people, but there's a lot of risks. There's a lot of misunderstandings. There's a lot of misconceptions. And NFT is just basically that new one. But I'm not going to shoot that down, you know, just because it, it's not right now. Everything started off at a point where it was at its weakest. Like your favorite TV show, there was a point where that might have gotten cancelled because people were like, oh, that pilot wasn't very strong. Like how many times do you see a pilot episode of a TV show? And the the proper the first episode after the proper one we'll say, they've they've recast some people, and that's how you you build that that's just like streaming. I started off where I had very little to talk about. I had nobody to talk to. It was all new. I was all you know very nervous and stuff. Um, I was shy. Like I I did not go on cam until about five months into streaming when I, I was basically dared um i i said tongue-in-cheek i said if i get 10 gift subs uh so for those that don't know gift subs are where someone will gift a subscription to another user um and i said if i get 10 i'll go and calm because i genuinely thought nobody will want to spend what like 50 pound all in all roughly um on me and they took it and ran with it we ended up with 53 and i it blew my mind these people who kind of knew me for a few months uh some just for a few weeks um did that and i'm like wow okay so now i've got to uphold my my end of the bargain um so i did and since then i've never like there's been times where i've maybe felt like not going on cam I've had the cam off and I've ended up turning it on because it just feels alien. Because a lot of the things about me is I need to be on cam. Like, obviously, there's a lot of things I do, such as chili challenges and, and being made to have chili sweets and stuff. You need to see that. Otherwise, it doesn't work. It's like me now trying to show you a picture. You can't see it. So what's the point, you know? Um, but the point being here is that People wouldn't put money into that if they didn't feel it was worth it. And I, I went from strength to strength. I do have my weak times. I'm not where I want to be yet, but Rome wasn't built in a day. It does take a while for things to happen. Like, 
obviously the cam thing was one thing. I didn't go on mic for the first couple of weeks because I was too shy. Like I, if I was playing games with people I know in real life, I got too shy at talking to them over a headset. I would just stay muted. I'd listen to them, but I wouldn't talk. And these are people I know. So to then um, end up doing this, this is a massive step. So not only um, I putting stuff out in various formats, you know. So again, I've talked about uh, Twitch, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the podcast now, YouTube. Um, I've gone from not wanting to share my voice, not wanting to share me, to then growing into just this seemingly confident young <laughs> man. Um and there's still more to be done. There's still more I want to do. So how can you say, again, any content creator that is worth anything, they won't keep doing the same thing. They will evolve. They will adapt. They'll they'll do different things. They'll push themselves out of the comfort zone. How is that a bad thing? I'm not harming anybody. If it's for you, cool. If it's not, fine. Move on. Don't shoot it down is the point. Um, I remember... Again, Kevin Smith, I'll, I'll mention him a lot. That's something you're going to come to realize. I, I make a lot of movie references or I'll be like, oh, this reminds me of such and such. Um, and I'll quote or uh, reference Kevin Smith a lot, um, which is what I do in my streams. And I do that in real life. This this is me. You're seeing me in raw form. Well, you're not seeing me, but you know what I mean. Um, but he said something like, um, I'm paraphrasing now because it was a long time ago, but it's very easy to shoot something down, but it's also even easier to make something. So if you see something that you don't like and you think could be better, go and do it. You know, you can record movies on uh, mobile phones now. You can record movies on laptops. Like, um, there was that movie that was just shot pretty much all from Skype, or it looked like Skype, but, you know, all through, like, a web um, a webcam on a laptop. Um, you've got things that are all recorded on camcorder, uh, you know, like the found footage kind of stuff, CCTV, or, you know, what's made to look like CCTV. Um, there's so many ways to create that instead of you sitting there shooting it down, just do it. If you think you can do better. And that's something I took because I used to be quite critical of things, things I didn't understand. I would shoot down, be like, nah, nah, I do it jokingly now, uh, for some things, but I bought into that because it's true. It is so easy to tear things apart without even knowing. And and again, that's symptomatic of society today. You see a headline on an article and assume that you're you're fully versed on, on whatever subject matter it's about. But if you read the article, there's a lot more to it. But if if you see an article that says something is bad, you like, right, straight away. So again, NFTs, for example, there's a lot of things that say NFTs are bad. And and that might be true to the experience of that thing, that uh, writer or um, that group of people. But just like everything that's new, there, there is an element of fear. But that's where you have the time, the patience to look into things. Now, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm doing NFTs. Um, again, like I said, I don't know much about that, but I'm willing to learn. Um, it's not something I'm interested in for myself, but... Um, Think of it this way, and again, using the gaming uh, side of it, because it'll be things you understand. Loot boxes. Again, bad things, but some are worth it. If they're done well, you know, um, or if you look at things like Fortnite. So Epic have got this really amazing business model where you can get free V-Bucks if you have saved the world and obviously do the daily logins and stuff like that. Or you can do the, the crew membership, I think it's called. Uh, which gives you the free battle pass and obviously a few extra things. Now, those are NFTs. Those are digital goods that you will you have no physical form, but nobody seems to realize that all of that is an NFT. And this is what was mentioned in the Kevin Smith podcast. I can't remember the... It, it was about his clothing line, and uh, the guy that was behind the, the Jay and Silent Bob clothing line and he said that, you know, he could buy his kid $200 sneakers, 
um, but he's got a wardrobe full of them. Or, because his kid spends a lot of time on Fortnite, you could give him $200 worth of V-Bucks. And he buys stuff that he wants to make his character... Do you know what I mean? So, like, when when you've got games where you spend a lot of time online and you want to try to kind of have a digital uh, persona, you can deck your digital persona out with things that speak to you, things that um, project you. Think of, like, uh, so again, here's the prime example. Think of, like, um, Neo in the Matrix when Morpheus is this, you know, explaining this is the projection of your digital self. Uh, or virtual self. Um, why would you want to buy something for somebody um, that they're not going to use? Like, how many gifts do we get where they're of no use to us? You know, they don't fit or they're the wrong style. The thought was there, but really, I'm going to try to re-gift that or sell it. Whereas if you give someone virtual credit, they can use, like, gift cards. Obviously, that's not technically an NFT, but it's kind of along the same principle. You're giving someone something that has a non-physical value, really, um, and they then go off and, and spend that on what they want, whether it be physical or, or digital. Um, but again, gift cards are socially accepted, have been for a very long time. But, you know, was there a point back in the day where people thought, well, pff, that's... Because they probably were. There were probably people thinking, Jesus, that's just the lazy way out. You could have got me some. You know what I like. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, but I'm unless I know specifically you want this particular thing, a gift card seems like the best way. Not the easiest. I mean, it is easy. But it it's the best way because at least then you can treat yourself to... Like, if I give you the value of what I was going to get you anyway, or thinking of getting you, but I'm not sure... And then if you end up going getting that, cool. If not, you can you can get someone else. Um, and this this is the whole thing. There's different ways of framing this to understand. And I think, you know, nowadays when someone and streamer Twitter is full of this, when someone does something we don't like, you pile on. There's no education. It's just basically a shouting fest. Um, to ratio someone to say, well, actually, that's a bad take. But no one's really fully taken the time, or if it does, it gets buried in the noise, to, to say, that's a bad take. This is why that's a bad take. You know? Um, some things can be educated. Some things can uh, be overcome. Some things can't. Like, I think, uh, you know, if if we if we go off on a tangent, as I normally do, um, racism. I think if someone's in their mid-40s and they're strongly uh, racist, you're probably not going to educate that out of them. You're probably not going to... You know, the, 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 they've probably passed the point of no return. Um, I think the younger, the better in that sense, where they can realise the ramifications of their their beliefs and, and whatnot. But things like this, it, there's no need to be so divisive because I think if if we all start shouting, you're wrong for thinking that, people are just going to switch off and be like, well, see, this is, this is what that world has to offer me. So why would I want to get myself embroiled in that? Um, but anyway, I think that maybe went a bit too deep. But the point being... Content creation can be a job. It's not a job for everybody. It's not a job everybody can do. It's a job I think people do come in thinking it's easy. Like, at no point did I ever think it was easy because I went for a long time saying I'm not a content creator. All I do is I come on, I do my thing, and I go. Um, it was only when I realized that I brought people joy, people spoke highly, people recommend me to other people, um, that I'm entertaining. And me then kind of, I guess, overcoming that imposter syndrome, which I still get. Um, and it, it hits hard sometimes because I'm like, I don't belong in this crowd of amazing people. Um, 
but I'm getting there and I'm I'm coming to realize the the strides I've taken and it helps having a supportive partner like Heather had no idea about any of this she hadn't even heard of Twitch uh when we got together and we've been together for um coming up a year and a half and um yeah it's there's been a lot of things that blew her mind um there's been a lot of things that she didn't understand but but we have the ability to to talk about it and she's willing to listen it's not you know like she she accepted this as a big part of me i don't think she fully understood the the amount of thought and how much it plays on me because when we got together i hadn't been streaming for a little bit and I, I kind of, I didn't want to because, you know, I had someone new in my life. I, I was trying to figure a lot of stuff out. Um, you know, I'd, I'd recently left a marriage of four, almost five years, a relationship of about seventeen, all in all, um, and and my three children. Um, so I had a lot to try to wrap my head around this new way of life mid pandemic where you know working from home and trying to trying to suss things out and I was just mentally exhausted um and she pushed me to to get back into streaming and she has done a few times where I've been like oh I don't know if I want to keep doing it I'm not sure um and she helped kind of um she helped kick the doubt and that's quite a big thing. And that's where having supportive friends and family mean the world. Having people thank you or just show their appreciation for what it is you do that you can see there is a value to it. Um, and sadly, not everybody has that. You know, I've, I've seen so many people that their partners want no involvement. Like she's my moderator, but you'll see people, their partners never come into a stream. They never, um, like if they're on Twitter, they don't retweet, they don't share anything like that. They they don't want to be a part of it, and I and I, I think that might work for some relationships. I think for a lot, it could break them because if you really are passionate for this, you do have to devote a lot of time, and that, I think that could make or break a relationship. Um, and thankfully, I've found my person who accepts everything you know the streaming side of it me my mental health um and i i accept hers as well you know we both have mental baggage that we're dealing with um and it is very important and like i said the the fact that i joke and and i do think there's an element of truth there where um people only come to my stream for her to interact with her um and again just as a reminder this Saturday on the 9th, co-stream, Heather, me. Um, I might get sidelined and she can do it on her own. Um, but she took the time. She took an interest. She wanted to know. She, like I said, she had no idea about Twitch. And then next thing I know, I'm streaming uh, before we got together proper. So I had streamed um, before we got together when we were first kind of talking. Um and she set up an account and came in and spoke to me. And then her friends set up an account and came in and spoke to me as well. Like she told them about it. The amount of people she spoke to about me and, and saying that the what I did. And either they took an interest or they didn't. Uh, but she was proud. And she, she is proud. She's always proud. Like the podcast, the, the numbers I've had so far. Like I'm at the moment, I'm I'm close to 200 downloads. Um, I don't know how many subscribers or listeners that uh, equates to. Um, and she's proud of that. Um, and I, I think because of the fact that we work so well, I don't think there's ever going to be a time where she's never proud of me. And the same goes the other way. Um, like recently, she's just been uh, successful in her application for a job she really, really wanted and really doubted she was going to get because of lack of experience and Obviously, all the self-doubt that comes along with that, you know. Um, I think if, whenever you have an interview for a job, you always assume the worst. Um, the way I looked at it, um, again, going off on a tangent, 
I used to find that the job interviews I had where I felt I did the worst were actually the ones I did the best in. The ones I came out feeling like I'd done really good, or, you know, as close to that as, as my brain would allow, um, it was the complete opposite. And maybe that's complacency, a bit of cockiness or whatever. Um, but sometimes modesty is uh, is key. And, and that is something throughout life. Like, I think modesty is the best policy. Um, although I am the best entertainer that you've yet to find. Um, no, that's a joke. Um but no, I th- I think um, there is a lot to be said um, for just having someone in your corner, and and it's about having more than one. You know, you shouldn't have to rely on others um, for your own happiness, but there should be a a bit. There should be a compromise where others do boost that. You know, you you can't do it all on your own. You can't go through life all on your own um you might think you can but something i've i've learned is even as an anti-social as i am you you can't but anyway that is deep very deep uh and i'm gonna leave it there because i've just realized that i've i've gone way over um i've been trying to keep them not intentionally for the first few but but then when i realized there was a pattern um i was trying to keep them 37 minutes in a row um and we're now on um 46 so we'll leave it there um the plan is to do weekly episodes um the the hope was to get them out every tuesday um but i think this one i don't think i can sit on this until then because there's a bit of a a gap so this will probably go out today um and I've been trying to do my my recordings early in the morning, um, especially uh, on work days where, uh, well, either or really, before I start work and before I start streaming. I haven't been overly successful in that because uh, I've woken up and I've been like, nah. Um, but I think today I've been all right, but obviously I might sound a little bit croaky. My voice takes a little bit of time to warm up and I don't do like vocal exercises and stuff because I'm not trained that way, but. <laughs> I might partake. Um but no again all the support I've had so far, all the downloads, everybody listening, the feedback that I've had, I it's really been amazing. I'm thinking of trimming down the um intro music and outro. Or I'll maybe leave the outro full length because then you can turn off. Um but maybe shorten the intro. But let me know your thoughts on that. Um but yeah, again just to recap, um on Saturday the ninth, Heather and I are doing a co stream. Uh, so that'll be starting 6pm UK time uh, and going on until whenever. Uh, we will be drinking, there will be antics and shenanigans and stuff like that. Um, and also we're still looking for ideas for forfeits that she can do because she can't do the chilly things. Um, but yeah, keep an eye on my Twitter. Um, my My links are all in the show notes, so if you don't follow me uh, on my channels um if you hit the link tree link in the show notes and that'll give you everything there's links up top for twitch uh facebook twitter youtube deezer i think um spotify apple podcast so at the moment i'm listed on apple um i checked that on itunes yesterday um I'm on Deezer i'm on pocket cast i'm on youtube uh, they automatically upload onto youtube um Acast is the host, uh so I'm on their platform automatically as well. Um and I think there's others, but I've kind of uh forgot. It's hard because Google for whatever reason haven't put me up yet. It says it can take six days, it's been over that now. Well, I Googled it even more and it says it can take six days or longer. Um, which seems alien to me because everything else pretty much put me up on day one. Um, so I don't know if maybe Google are just a little bit more precautious in case of certain content going out and whatnot. Maybe they're more pro- proactive in uh, filtering the content rather than reactive. Um, so they don't have like, you know, uh, Alex Jones kind of style people on their platform. Um, 
But yeah, so we're, we're almost at 50 minutes now, guys. I'm really sorry. Uh, so I'm going to go, and I will catch you on the next one, and hopefully I will see you on Saturday in the stream. Have a good one. <laughs>